Hey everybody, this is Matt. And Nicole. On this episode of After the Kid Goes Down, we're going to watch A Haunting in Venice. Let's go! A Haunting in Venice, released in 2023, currently in theaters. Directed by Kenneth Branagh, written by Michael Green. Starring Kenneth Branagh, Kyle Allen, Jamie Dornan, Tina Fey, Jude Hill, and Michelle Yao. Celebrated sleuth Hercule Poirot, now retired and living in self-imposed exile in Venice, reluctantly attends a Halloween seance at a decaying, haunted palazzo. When one of the guests is murdered, the detective is thrust into a sinister world of shadows and secrets. Did you just talk over me saying my name? Oh, did I? Is that how? <laughs> I didn't let you introduce yourself. <laughs> I'm a little jacked up right now. Sorry. Drink a lot of coffee, which seems like a really bad idea. This is why I typically don't drink coffee in the afternoon. That's why I'm a one cup of coffee in the morning guy. When I drink a second cup after dinner, this is what happens. I don't think I've ever seen you with this much energy. This is why I don't do it. I'll be up to two o'clock now. So, um, and it wasn't just coffee, it was like an espresso drink, double shot of espresso. So, that was really stupid. It sure was, but I don't want to fall asleep when driving home, so I pound some espresso, and here we are. By the way, did you get your coffee at the school today? No. Oh. I did two Starbucks trips today. <laughs> the twinkle in your eye is ridiculous. So. A Haunting in Venice. A Haunting in Venice. We watched it yesterday, full disclosure. Yes. Um, The day it came out, right? Because it came out on a Thursday? Yeah. Written. Um, so, no expectations, obviously. We're going to hop right into this. Right. We haven't been doing expectations for new releases in forever, because we always forget. You're right, you're right, you're right. Be cool, be cool. So, <laughs> it's an Ag- Agatha Christie story? Yes, it's right? based on the 1969 novel Halloween Party by Agatha Christie. Okay. Um, And then this one is the, or it's the third film with Kenneth Branagh as Perot. Mm. Is that how you say his name? Poirot? Poirot? Yeah. Um, what were the first two? Death on the Nile, which is last year, and was I don't know what the other one? one was. Yeah, maybe Murder on the Orient Express. I think. Um, and he directed this one, Kenneth Branagh. Did he direct all three of them? Did he? I don't think so. Maybe. Um, what'd you think? Uh, I mean, it was a it was a classic whodunit. It was like, mm-hmm. um, almost in a way that was I don't know. I was like having an internal conflict because i felt like it was like a little bit boring and there wasn't really a lot of like panache like there could have been more panache but at the same time like i feel like it was very it was likely very true to like agatha christie and the classic whodunit Mm -hmm. so it's like i don't know like i just i feel like i'm so like my expectations of this kind of film now are like you know knives out a glass onion miss you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like it's they're so but like 
Hollywood has like out Hollywooded itself so often that like a classic tale like this seems boring when maybe it really isn't. I don't know. Well, I don't mean, I think it depends how you go into the film. I think I went into the film expecting more of a horror movie and it really isn't that scary. It's got very, I I, I subtle is not the right word, but like he described it. He being Kenneth Branagh described it as a supernatural thriller rather than a full fledged horror yeah, I mean, I wouldn't call it a supernatural thriller. I would call it a whodunit with ghosts in the background. Like, yeah. that's kind of what it is. Like, yeah. And the ghosts might not even really be real. So, I don't... I mean, it's a whodunit. It's a very classic whodunit. So, you got to go into it knowing that. Yeah. And that's the thing about these very specific genre type of films is it's hard... It was a little boring, but it's tough because on one hand, we've talked about this before... Did the movie do what it was supposed to do? I mean, he tells, Kenneth Branagh tells a very classic whodunit thing. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing in it is necessarily bad. It's kind of cliche. It's it's kind of predictable. Like, I kind of predicted who the murderer was. Yeah, very early. Very on. early. Yeah. Um, how, the, how the murderer did everything was kind of a bigger reveal. But, and there were like little twists and red herrings. Again, very classic. And there was whodunit. another. There was like another subplot too, which uh, the subplot, it, like, or the Tina Fey character. The other, the other who done it because there yep. was like two different things going on. I did not see that coming. Yes, I would agree. Um, so that surprised me. But like, who the killer ended up being was, you know, from that first shot of the teacup. Yeah, I was like, oh, we got like a Munchausen situation going on here. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean it. Yeah, and even like Knives Out and Glass Onion, which are very very classic whodunits, but they're done with like a a modern day shine to them, and they're they're a little snappier. Like the dialogue in this wasn't snappy. Mm-mm. There are a couple lines that made me laugh a little bit, but that was pretty much it. Um, and it was and the thing with with Knives Out and the Glass Onion with the Ryan with the Ryan Johnson whodunits. They're very much, even though each one is has a different feel, there's a humor to them. So they have a very distinct feel. Mm-hmm. I felt like this was very bland in its feel. You know, it was like, yeah, I wasn't it had sure. no like, panache. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm There was like no spice to it. No, it was very much. And I was like, is he, it was supposed, so to straightforward. Of, is he supposed to be kind of a cocky, funny guy detective? Or is he serious, you know? He, he's kind of going through a, a, a crisis in terms of an identity crisis, but that was like barely touched upon where like, I feel like that should, probably should have been a stronger theme. Like if you're going to make, like that's the theme of the film to me. It's almost, it would have been better if it was about his character refinding himself, which it is, but more of that mm-hmm. and the whodunit parts should almost be in the background. Like that would have been a cool take. Um, and it, I, I don't know if Kenneth Brown was trying to do that. I think Kenneth Brown's a good director. I think he's a good storyteller. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. I don't think it was bad. Like, you could easily watch this with somebody who's never seen a whodunit before, and I think they'd be interested. Yeah. You know? Um, but uh, people that have, you know, we've seen Clue is a great example, which is a comedy whodunit. I was thinking of, like, is it Murder by Death, where Truman Capote plays the uh, the host? Yep. Well, and um, I would like to, what I would like to do is go back now and watch the other two. Because I know Murder yeah. on the Orient Express, I think, got better ratings. It was actually pretty well received. Um, I don't even remember Death of the Nile, like, at no. all. 
I don't either. I remember it vaguely, but I remember Murder on Orient Express was a bigger deal because it was like it's a it's a remake. Um, Kenneth Branagh was doing it. It was like a big thing. Um, I loved though that uh, Jamie Dornan and Jude Hill were both in this film, who were two actors that were directed by Kenneth Branagh in Belfast. So the little kid mm-hmm. and the father. Um, oh, in right. another, another father son role um and apparently uh michelle yao dropped out of another film to be in this movie um what's what's kind of i kept thinking that i'm like this is some big names in it tina fey's obviously a role in it you don't see her acting much anymore so like no and this is her first credit that's like not a comedy so that's what i mean is it, 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 it within the the silo of hollywood it must have a big draw to do a well, I think it's like, is film it, with kenneth Branagh. Yeah. like that has a, a certain you know allure to it yeah agatha christie has like stood the test of time yeah. you know and kenneth Branagh. i feel like if kenneth Branagh calls you like don't say no really he's yeah. like one of those kinds of people and he seems like a kind person yeah. and like he's someone who'd do, be good to work do, with interesting projects that you want to be a part of yeah i think jamie dornan said that even despite the like the dark theme that being on this film was a fun and joyous experience i'm sure i see i would assume making a film like this has got to be pretty fun like like as an actor like it's like almost like an acting bucket list like yeah. gotta do a whodunit you know um i don't know i mean we've been talking now for nine minutes and i'm like i don't know what else to talk about like there's yeah, not much to this film there's well, you talk about the performances. We haven't really mentioned the performances were good, but uh, just in, term, in terms of the whole film, real quick, and then we can hop into the performances. Okay. The only thing, not the only thing, but there was, like I said, there are elements of a deeper film here. It opens with that nightmare he has of the seagull eating the crow or whatever was happening, and mm-hmm. then at the end of the film, I'm assuming the same seagull is swimming next to him in the river as he's standing there alone, and that can't be an accident. Hmm. Like he's, you know what I'm saying? The boy sails away with his new family and Kenneth Brown is standing next to the, the Venice, what do you call canal and this little seagull flies and swims and it's such a wide shot. It should be a tighter shot, but it's a very wide shot and like half the screen is the river and this little seagull floating. I forgot so, all about the nightmare that he has at the beginning. Yeah. And so I didn't pick up on that bird at all. <laughs> well, so it comes full circle, and I'm like, I'm trying to think, like, does a seagull represent him? Because the seagull is killing things, and there's there's a lot of things being brought up in this film about how, like, he brings death with him. But again, I'm like, the film is about him, but not enough about him. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. What do you think about the performances? So I think one of the biggest ones here are Tina Fey, again, in her first non-comedic role. But, but she's still um, kind of funny. Although, yeah, she brings some comedy to it. Um, Michelle Yao as the, I hope I'm saying her name correctly, um, as the medium. Uh, probably Jamie Dornan as the, like, disgraced war vet doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, and his son played by jude hill and then the the host the hostess of the entire event who is looking to um have a seance to speak with her daughter who who recently died it's not really clear how long ago she she jumped off the balcony um jumped off the balcony air quotes air quotes hard air quotes um but that was that uh was played by Kelly 
Ruch. I don't know how to say her name. But she's a Ruch. I looked her up because I remember her as Caroline Bingley in Pride and Prejudice. Oh, she's so hot. She is very attractive. She's so lady. hot as Caroline Bingley, like Kelly Riley, Kelly Brach. Yeah, where did you get Brach from? Because her her full name is like really long and like British. Brach is British. No, I don't know where I pulled that what, from. What is going on right <laughs> so, now? It's so you are so awake and I'm so not. Yeah. Her full name is Jessica Kelly Siobhan Riley. So Kelly Riley. Siobhan anyway. Riley Brock. Anyway, Tina Fey. I mean, I liked her in this. She's she's sort of like this. She plays the author. Um, and she's sassy and I mean, everybody's just sort of okay. The only one that was like, I felt like the best actor in the whole thing, other than Kenneth Branagh, was like Jude Hill. Was he hard to understand, Kenneth Branagh? They all were sort of like I was wishing that there were subtitles. Yeah. There were certain things that were said, like some like oh, mm, you, you know t- what I yeah. love to talk about is oh. our fucking audience and how goddamn annoying every single person in that theater was. And really? there weren't many of them. Yeah, there were only like eight people there. There was that one guy who kept like Rah! every oh, yeah. time anything was like vaguely He's talking funny. To the film. What? He was talking to the movie the whole time. Oh movie. my god. And there was a little kid behind us who like whatever, like who why is a little kid though to I mean, hunting he was, like, in Venice? He was like younger than he was like ten or younger. Ten or younger. He was younger than he was like I'm gonna go like six or seven. No way. He looked older than our kid. Mm, no shot. He's no way that kid's ten. No way. And he kept going, That scared me. Yeah. That scared me, which I was like kind of laughing at, but like <laughs> And then every time there was a quiet part in the film he would go it was making yeah, he's making noises and I'm like, is that the is that the ghost children in the movie or is it him? I couldn't tell. There's a couple times that Kenneth Branagh hears like a child singing. And also um, the kid in the back of the theater going, Ey. And I was just like, is that the movie? Or is that the child? Yeah, it was a very uh, immersive um, experience. Since lockdown, since COVID lockdown, I've had more experiences with people acting like the movie theater is their living room than I did pre-COVID. Yeah, probably. It's so annoying. Shut up. People in front of us were fine. So the guy who like dropped his drink and I think it shattered and he just like looks at the floor and he went, Ugh. Yeah, I noticed that. Like, oh, <laughs> fuck. And like, that was it. I'm like, yeah, I feel for you, guy. That sucks. It was um, a weird theater. Anyway. Where were we before you said this? I that already... Jude Hill was like the best actor in the whole thing, and like Jamie no, Dornan wasn't. was. I a... thought he was one of the worst. The little kid. Yeah, Papa, that that, pa, 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 pa. and then when he's leaving, and the last line he has was brutal. I forget what he says. He's sailing away in the boat. Oh, see you later, father. Like, oh, I will wait. see you again, my father. You don't. You didn't. You didn't need that. Didn't need that, Ken. Yeah. Well, because he, I don't know, because well, because I felt like they were going somewhere with the fact that this kid is like. Y'all don't believe in these... Like, how many times does he say, like, I see the ghosts, they're my friends, but, like, they don't go anywhere with that. I know, but that line doesn't help it go any farther. Like, I felt like that line... It was a perfect example of a line that didn't need to be said. Yes. We all knew what the kid was thinking. It was... They were, like, fucking hammering us in the... They were hitting us in the head with it over and over again. And... Also, like, wouldn't you cry, like, a lot if your dad... If you, like, walked into a room and saw, like, a knife sticking out of your dad's back yeah the kid is almost like a psychopath i think sociopathic i don't know there's something off with that kid i didn't like the kid i did not like the kid he scared me (laughs) he frightened me he frightened you um the film was okay everything about the film was okay yeah like i told somebody at work like 
I wouldn't pay for it to go to theaters. But if it was on, if it when it's when it streams, which it will inevitably, and if you're bored on a random Friday night, Saturday night, and you just want to watch something that's like not too hard to watch and just watch it, sure. I wouldn't tell people not to watch it, but it's definitely a good like on the couch movie. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like where you you, you can pay like three quarters attention and still like yeah. get something With, like out no of it. expectations. You scroll on your phone. Yeah, wear a hoodie, cover yourself in a blanket, and watch. I'm haunting in Venice. But, like, otherwise, have we talked for much longer now? Have we talked a full episode yet? I mean, this could be a short episode. Like, that's the thing is, I don't, what else is there to say? I mean, the production value was pretty cool. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm stretching <laughs> like here. Grasping. Like, yeah. Speaking of things coming to streaming, Barbie's coming to streaming soon. Are we going to let the kid watch it? It's not about letting him watch it. It's about should he watch it. Like, not because I think it's inappropriate. Because, like, I, I like I told you a thousand times. He thinks it's like a Barbie movie with, like, an animated, like, he it's 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 way over his head. Yeah, I know. He's going to be bored it, and yeah. confused and just lost. Just like The Little Mermaid, which also just came to streaming. Yeah, but The Little Mermaid's still The Little Mermaid story. Yeah. Like, he's, there's, gonna be, there's, there's, like, interdimensional travel in Barbie. And there's, like commentary on the patriarchy and like our kid is like he's not he's not gonna know he's he's not gonna know what's I going know, on i'm not expecting him to know so why he's show it gonna, to him i'd rather he's show gonna, it he's t- still talking about it he also talks about going in candy every five minutes we don't give it to him i don't know i just like I, i'd rather show him a film like that when he when i feel like he will really get it mm-hmm you know, while we're at it, let's show them, you know, Casablanca and talking about lost childhood. I don't know. Like, we, why? You know. Yeah, but that's not. All right. I get it. I get it. What do you um. want to rate it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm over this. It was just, you know. Yeah. So what do you want to rate it if it's just okay? I asked you first. Damn it. Don't turn this around on me. It was filmed in Venice. That's all I got. Was it? It was on location? Mm-hmm. That's an interesting fact. You have more to kill more time. <laughs> Let's see. Harry, what did you put Do we have any comments? Anybody else? Oh, we do. We do. Well, yes. because I said, uh, well, first of all, Ariana, Ariana was running our Instagram uh, for like three weeks. And I think I mentioned that last episode just because I was so friggin' burned out. Um, but so that meant that she ran our uh, date night poll. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you guys going to go see? And she tried. She tried to, rigging the vote for. She big tried fat Greek rigging the three. election for my big fat Greek wedding, and it didn't work. Thank God. Um, I think like I think I asked in the question sticker like, any thoughts about this one? Are you looking forward to it? And uh, Ariana wrote, <laughs> Ari G five one seven wrote, LOL, no. <laughs> um, Cinema NYC said, yup. Aunt Chi-Chi's was is into seeing it. Um, so if both of you saw it, let us know. Florence P. Fan said, definitely, I enjoyed the first two, and I'm really looking forward to the third, so I'll have see, to ask him, too. See, that's why I want to see the first two. I really, uh, I does, it does, like I said, it's well-crafted enough where, you know well, what I it wonder is? If it feels like a third film. It feels like a, 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 yeah. a series that is losing its theme. Kenneth Brownlee probably wanted to make it, but wasn't as invested as he probably was with the first one, so I'd like to see the first two and, and compare it sound, them. It also, uh, I think... Here, I want to actually read it because I can't remember exactly what she said, but it's something like, um, it's the first of the 
Pro and uh, this will be the first Pro installment in the film series, starring, written, and directed by Sir Kenneth Branagh, to be an original adaptation of a literary work written by Dame Agatha Christie, and not a remake of a previous picture featuring Perot. Oh, okay. So everything else was a remake. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see. This That's was only ever a like television miniseries. This hmm. this story or part of a television miniseries. Um, so otherwise, it had never been a film before, unlike the other two. Um, and so it was the the first adaptation. Two and a half stars. That's what I was going to give it to. Fuck. Shoot. We need more divisive films. I mean, part of me wants to give it three because, like I said, it's like it does what it aims to do. I think. I, I mean, it kind of. I wonder if you watch the, the first mark a two. Little bit, I guess. Like, does watching the first two make you fall in love enough with the character where this yeah. one that it elevates this one? Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Because I'm like, you're watching it, and part of the premise of the film is that he, the detective is in retirement, and the author is trying to coax him out of retirement, and at the end, the movie ends with him like reinvigorated and. Like you said, if you watch the first two and you're invested in him, are you rooting for him more in this one? Are there things he does in this one that you've you're used to for the first two? So maybe not seeing the first two hurt it, but like I don't know, it was it was okay. Mm-hmm. So two and a half. Yeah, I agree. Are we ever going to disagree again? We've never been vastly different in our ratings, but no. it's always a star or two off. Yeah. Right. We just need to watch like more films that are like dude bro films like Heat so I can be like, I'm sorry, but I didn't like it. And then like films like um, Crazy Rich Asians yeah. so I can be like, Pool. yeah, and I can be like, I hate watching these movies with you. Mm. Otherwise, we have like the same feelings. Oh, gross. We're so boring. <laughs> it's almost like right. we jive or something. Okay. All right. <laughs> so um, that's it. Good night. Go play video games. I'm going to go to bed. Yeah! Thanks for listening to another episode of After the Kid Goes Down, the podcast where we watch movies after our kids go to bed. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating. See you next time. After the Kid Goes Down is brought to you by Matt Nicole, research by Ariana Gracia, music and editing by Kate Falconer, produced by Matt Robinson and Nicole Robinson, associate producer Kate Falconer. Thank you.